afternoon, evening, and welcome. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network at republicbroadcasting.org. Hour one of the broadcast here on this Monday, the 22nd of January, 2024. I'm your host, Richard Carey. And this is beyond the official narrative. And I have with me my regular Monday co-host, back in the saddle, back at home in the UK, Mr. Paul Edward Stevenson. Paul, welcome, brother. Hello, Richard. Great to be with you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. Great to have you here live again. And uh, yeah, I hope you had some time to to decompress and... uh, I don't know, just, you know, get a perspective on things. So, you know, how, I don't know, how, how's, how's everything been? Yeah, everything's okay, mate. Yeah, um, you know, just uh, nothing particularly different, really. Just uh, same, same old stuff at the moment. Sometimes that's the best, though, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, like uh, Radiohead said, no alarms and no surprises. All right. Nice. Yeah, no. Good way to put it. But uh, us personally, on the you know, with everything else, it's nothing but alarms and surprises, I guess, or chaos, I suppose, is the way to describe it. Obviously, <laughs> yes, yeah, in, indeed, indeed. Uh, I mean, we've had what Ukraine in the headlines ever since it really had uh, replaced COVID, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then we had this Gazan situation, obviously, to to take mm. precedent. Suddenly, you know, no one cares about sending Zelensky money, paying attention to him. He wasn't mm. welcome in Israel when he wanted to visit. Uh, <laughs> and and then now all this Red Sea tension that keeps building. Um, you know, we've had a lot of attacks. I and, mean, well, we have the Yemen situation. We have uh, Iran uh, and this ship, right? We were told, uh, what, a U.S. ship? Uh, I mean, I don't know, a lot of things that could, you know, uh, raise justification for <clears throat> escalation on all sides, basically. So Yeah, well, it is It is escalating, you know. It, it has already escalated, like you said. It's, it's all stuff, all manner of... Uh, Events happening in the Middle East to the point that it's 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 I'm I'm struggling to keep up with it, um, you know, uh, with Benjamin Netanyahu situation with the Houthis. In fact, the the U.S. and the U.K. have just uh, as we speak, they're launching uh, more attacks on the Houthis in the Red Sea, and uh, so you know you've had so many. Back and forth between leaders, foreign ministers, the EU weighed in today about uh, you know support for a two-state solution. You know, um, Zelensky, Netanyahu is uh, running out of uh, friends. You know, yeah, it's re- it's really upsetting me, as you can imagine. You know, he's he's one of, he's one of my you know heroes, Benjamin Netanyahu. So. I hope he hangs in there, Richard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly, I, I wouldn't want you to be so disappointed. Otherwise, I, I just heard this one uh, 
Israel is offering a, a substantial two-month Gaza ceasefire for release of all hostages. So two months. I thought you were going to say. I, I thought you were going to say they're going to offer a Gaza guided tour or something. <laughs> for, release, for, you of, know, to, to boost their economy. <laughs> release of all hostages. I mean, how could that ever be proven? You know, you'd think that they would. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, I don't know. It seems like one just of their... Just run that past me again, Richard. Sorry, just run that past me again. Israel offers substantial two-month Gaza ceasefire for release of all hostages. You know, in oh, is, huge, that, is that today? Well, I mean, it, I, I got it from a Zero Hedge today. Yeah, they're saying in a huge and surprising development, Israel has made a substantial proposal that for... That is a huge ceasefire. and surprising because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Netanyahu has, you know, had completely ruled that out. Uh, basically, saying, you know, we need to defeat them. It's uh, it, it's only it's only going to lead to another another October seventh. We need to guarantee our security. We can't be negotiating with terrorists. Blah blah blah. A whole list of things. So that is a climb down from Netanyahu. I I, I hadn't heard that, uh, and I, you know, I've been keeping up to date with it, but. Um, <coughs> Yeah, that's well, this a might be... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Hamas, in res- response to Netanyahu, had said, "Okay, you're done. These hostages are never going to be released." But in the last couple of hours, I think it was the uh, there was a meeting among uh, Israeli officials in the Knesset, and you had basi- basically uh, families. Uh, members of the families of the hostages uh, pretty much stormed the place and uh, demanding some sort of deal be made. And, and they've been protesting outside Netanyahu's house. Uh, so it's been constant pressure on Netanyahu because he's failed so far to do the two things that he promised to do with this in quotes war, which is a mass slaughter. Which is to basically, you know, release the, get the hostages released and to uh, defeat Hamas, which he's never going to do. In fact, there was even an ex-Israeli uh, uh, prime minister uh, came out the last day or two and said, that's, that's not possible. That's not a realistic goal. And, you know, we've been saying that for a long time. You know, Hamas are deeply buried underground and it is an ideology. You know, you can't defeat an ideology with, you know, bombs. And it doesn't matter how big they are. So he's been under massive pressure. He's running out of time. He's trying to extend time. Because this is a man who is terrified for his own future, both politically and personally. So the longer he keeps this war going, the better it is for him. But the problem is it's, it's, not, it's not better for anybody else. So now he's getting a lot of heat even from the EU, uh, you know, about we need to work out a two-state solution. This can't continue, blah, blah, blah. They've all been coming out. They're throwing him under the bus. Because he's now a total liability. So, that, you know, and I, I'm surprised because of the stiff-necked nature of the guy that he's buckled. But the, the pressure on him is just absolutely tremendous, you know. So th- that is an interesting development. And on one hand, it surprises me. and the other hand, it doesn't, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, but it has me uh, with, left with difficulty imagining him being replaced with a PM who's you know, not a hardliner uh, against the Palestinians as far as the two-state solution, all of this. 
Uh, I mean, it, it, it seems like, you know, there are enough in power in Israel who, you know, want to keep, well, uh, will make it even more pure, you know, the, the, um, the makeup demographically. And, you know, it's, of course, the problem is the way you deal with it is the problem. Solutions and eight, eight, eight. Hmm? Oh, I can't criticize just someone, uh, you know, aspiring. Hey, hey, well, I mean, they're genociding people. It's ridiculous. And civilians, no less. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say the problem with it is, if you, you know, if anybody knows anything about basic tenets of Zionism, you know, you've got to at least credit uh, Netanyahu for being consistent with it. And Ariel Sharon before him and other consistent Zionists, because it's the two-state solution is inconsistent with Zionism. And Netanyahu, like I said, he's always been consistent about that. You know, he's, he said, today we're not going to settle for less than a complete victory over Hamas. And that involves, you know, he also wants um, that, that whole territory, um, uh, as he calls it, uh, to, you know, uh, as a kind of for their security, but they needed to be completely demilitarized for full security of control of Israel uh, and Israel controlling everything that enters Gaza. These are the, it's the basic conditions, he said. And he said that that goes right out, he said, um, to uh, the, um, uh, what's it called? Right out to the whole sort of <coughs> Jordan, um, uh, the Jordan River. Uh, so they, they want to control all that territory, which will include the West Bank. So yeah, where does that leave room for a two-state solution? That will include the Israeli having compl- Israel having complete control over Gaza and um, the West Bank. So something's got to give. So the, you're either going to have that happening, which is going to involve complete ethnic cleansing of that area, or probably Israel will cease to exist at some point down the line, you know? But, you know, we can speculate as to why everyone's calling for this two-state solution. I think they're throwing Netanyahu under the bus because it's looking bad for domestic politicians, for their own domestic audiences. It's untenable, you know. I remember talking recently to someone, you know, when will it get to the point where you know, even the lo- lobby's gone beyond its usefulness now, you know, uh, to the point where what they're doing is just an embarrassment. It's just, it's politically untenable domestically in the UK, in Europe, in the United States. So they've got to get rid of Netanyahu, but I don't trust them. They're a slippery lot and they're saying the right things now. But the way Israel has done, Israel has done things thus far is they just get it done. You know, they get the, the bombing and the ethnic cleansing done and then worry about everything else later, you know. And, you know, it's like once, you know, once Humpty Dumpty falls off the wall, that's the way they look at it. In other words, once Palestine and the West Bank and it's all destroyed, well, you, you can't undo it again, can you, Richard? And, and they're hardly going to be building Palestinian settlements there after they've just destroyed them all, you know. Right. Yeah, no, that's the point. If anything, they'll build more Israeli settlements. Well, exactly. So, 
you know, that's what I mean. And uh, but the politicians in the West know that this is, you know, p- politically terrible for them to be seen to be so- supporting this because it has reached that point now where it's indefensible. You know, some of them were still supporting it at ten thousand, twelve thousand, fifteen thousand, whatever. But now the, the shift has happened. This, this is an embarrassment. You know, some of these people are just who have been defending Israel, like over here, the centrist types. They just don't talk about it anymore. Now they're talking about silly things like the storms and the weather and Prince Harry and, you know, the post office scandal, whatever that is, you know, uh, stupid stuff, uh, which they've got to, to take, take, you know, take people's attention away from the fact that they've been supporting a genocide for the last three months. And they're looking after their own little careers and their own little networks. Well, yes, I mean, for the last like six, nine months before this, there was a lot of uh, divide politically and socially in Israel. I mean, it, it seemed like the you know the, the parties, possibly the, the nation, uh, was on the verge of, of some sort of a, a breakup. Uh, certainly yeah, the political and, and parties. another very interesting thing, Richard. Hmm? Yeah, and another very interesting thing, uh, and Max Blumenthal is covering this. Uh, Obviously, he's a Jewish guy over here. He's a a genuine progressive. I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, You're actually, it's quite an interesting phenomenon just because you're seeing quite a lot of people who wouldn't normally agree in a lot of things coming together to at least agree in this one issue. Um, And I think it's helped bring down some of the hatred and and divisions that that have plagued Western politics and, and commentary for ages it doesn't mean everybody's going to it's going to be suddenly come by ah but it has caused a certain amount of maturity for people who just who have a genuine heart and are a human being at the end of the day so anyway you know i've seen him on talking to guys and guys like jimmy Dore who are who are talking to people who are completely anti-immigration or they you know they might i don't know whether they would talk to people like us who knows but he has um, reported that the, the picture's coming out. Of course, you're going to, you know, because the Israelis have to answer to this international court of justice case. And of course, their their current response has been pathetic anti Semitism, uh, Holocaust, usual stuff, victims, outrage, uh, offended by everything. And, but there's pictures which are going to be released, apparently, which are these pictures of. These horrific scenes on October 7th. It's more atrocity propaganda designed to shock. But apparently a lot of these bodies and a lot of the footage of those who are dead reveal uh, bodies which were completely burnt, you know, charred. Uh, And I I think that's pretty much across the board. Uh, So this would indicate larger kind of, you know, artillery. And, you know, weaponry, rather than the Houthis coming over with their Kalashnikovs, or not the Houthis, the Hamas. And that's, I think that's what they use, Kalashnikovs, you know, normal bullets. <clears throat> and that would indicate that there's a, it's, possible, it's possible that the Israelis, and we, we've spoken about this, this uh, Hannibal doctrine, and, and when you see the situation Netanyahu and Israel are in now with these hostages, Hamas knew what they were doing. This is a terrible situation because of the hostages. It gives them a lot of leverage. And I think it's quite possible 
that not only were there no dead babies or with, who were beheaded and women raped, I think it's possible that the Israelis killed everybody. Because that Hannibal doctrine basically says, you know, kill everybody rather than allow hostages to be taken. So maybe Hamas didn't kill anybody. They went in there with the intention of getting hostages and getting out again. And the maniacs on the, in the IDF under this Hannibal doctrine just went crazy trying to kill everybody so there'd be no hostages taken. It wouldn't surprise me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't put that lie past the Israeli government either. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, all of them. All of mm-hmm. them, you know? So you, you, you had the... Exactly. You know, there's no, there no intentions, in other words, on the Hamas side to kill anybody except maybe IDF soldiers, which are legitimate targets because they're, they're the occupying force. Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't help their optics worldwide to have killed, if they would kill civilians, certainly not. Or, or beheading babies. babies. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, decapitating babies. I mean, come on. <coughs> but I mean, you know, enough, enough talking about people with hearts for a moment. Let's get back to uh, referencing Netanyahu. Uh, <laughs> but no, seriously, though, I mean, yeah. this guy is something else. He's not even originally from Israel. He's from the United States. So like New York, I want to say I heard New York State. So, I mean, he's not even, you know, from there. He's a, he's a transplant from the U.S. And he, now he has such a, you know, a hard line, a Zionist um, sort of a initiative, you know, that, that, that he's uh, passionately adding to, as, as you point out, not that uh, it would wouldn't exist without him currently but we have what uh a lot of like you said personal and political danger that he was in before this started before he was that time when he wasn't pm for a little while uh going back past few years he was very concerned and then so he was glad to be back in that seat uh, you know with the snap election whatever they had and the, but it's obvious there were a lot of people who wanted someone else uh, it kept not working out. He got back in, then this happened, and you know, it, it, perfect. You know, a wartime uh, appointment helps solidify sure. for now. Push down, kick the can down the road. But yeah, he has personal, political, uh, legal issues that are serious, and they, people will follow that up once he's no longer a PM. Yeah, hope so. All right, well, we'll be right back. Stick around, folks. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. 
free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash rbn. Do you begin to smell some funky little things going on? Let me share this story with you. It's not so much a story. It's something I wrote years ago. Read your history, people. Stock markets collapse on Friday. Bank seizures, closures, holidays take place after business hours on Friday. Do currencies or governments also collapse on Friday? (laughs) Tomorrow's Friday. Will the end come on this Friday or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people. And the government is out to make you and I pay for it. Will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Look, between a stock market wipeout, waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value, isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge. And I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. For as the future of uncertainty continues to blanket this nation of ours, I believe that I can offer you the privacy, safety, security, and possibly some profitability which you deserve. And so I invite you to visit SierraMondrePreciousMetals.com for further information regarding protecting your wealth. Or call me, Jeffrey Bennett, at 602-799-8214. Or by email at KettleMoraineLTD at Cox.net for private consultation. Once again, our phone number 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday. We are back, folks, beyond the official narrative here on Republic Broadcasting. Richard Carey with my co-host on Mondays in the U.K., live Paul Edward Stevenson. And Paul, of course, is also live every Saturday morning here on RBN. So you folks should tune in if you haven't been. Uh, So check out. Paul Edward Stevenson with his broadcast, Last Man Standing, 10 a.m. every Saturday. That's 10 a.m. Central. And that's one, let's see, uh, well, 4 p.m. in the U.K. So, uh, you know, GMT. And so, yeah, we were just talking about Netanyahu. How he's he's got a lot of uh, uh, problems. He'll have, who knows, maybe people with... uh, personal issues will seek him out as well when he doesn't have all the security i'm sure the pm position uh, offers that he might not afford privately after that i was just noticing you know i mean it is weird i mean israel does have a 
president, uh, of course. And you never hear much about that. And I mean, the current one has been there for a couple of years now, Isaac Herzog. Uh, but of course, the uh, role is largely ceremonial, the position of mm-hmm. president of state of Israel with executive power vested in the cabinet led by the prime minister, of course, Netanyahu. Uh, over to you, Paul. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, I, I, I really don't think Netanyahu is going to last very long. And, and then, as I say, well, what is going to be the solution? You know, you're hearing all these people calling for this two-state solution. Well, like I said, that two-state solution, you know, that, that, that means removing uh, a lot of Israeli settlers in the West Bank so that you can create a Palestinian state. And they're not going to want to move. Uh, Israel doesn't want them to move. So the whole idea of a two-state solution is a nonsense. And it it depends, and I don't hold out much, like like I said, much hope or or trust in in, in the European Union, which has come out today. And, you know, the Labour Party, who have a certain freedom to say what they want because they're not in power, like the shadow minister and, People like that saying it's unacceptable what's happening and, you know, they, there needs to be a two-state solution. But as soon as they get into power, you know, the lobby takes over their mouths and their uh, uh, actions. So, you know, I, I just I, – this, this is, this is going to, I think, ultimately come down to either the – expansion of the greater israel plan which is which is always what zionism was you know that was always the int- the intention of it that is the ideology ideology of it or it, the whole that whole plan collapses and probably with it will be the existence of the state of israel itself that that's that's what's at stake and i think israel is is a mad dog um like I've always said, and there's only one thing you can do with a mad dog, and they have bitten off more than they can chew, and I think they're, they're, they're going to ultimately choke on it. And, you know, so many people, I've noticed this, you've probably noticed this yourself, who have, who have been reluctant to go there over the years. Because of what they're witnesses, witnessing and what's happened, their conscience has now, you know, got the better of them where they're not holding back anymore. I, I actually heard Larry Johnson <clears throat> you know, he's an ex-CIA guy who goes on uh, Judge Napolitano's show, among others. So, and and Scott Ritter as well, you know, talking in very, very harsh terms about Israel, and including its existence. And I quote Larry Johnson because the, the video where he said that, when I listened to that, the next day it was immediately taken off. Uh, it was down off YouTube. But he was talking about Israel's right to exist and uh, I'm paraphrasing, and I, I wish I could have got the, you know, heard again what he exactly said. But I'm paraphrasing. He said it doesn't have the right to exist, and he said it needs to be dismantled. And these are now the sorts of questions that people are asking. You know, we, we've gone well past Israel's the right to defend itself and all these platitudes. And of course, the usual suspects in this country, particularly, I think, even it's just as bad as your worst Zionist. In, in the U.S., I mean, this country is so 
pro-Israel among, you know, the, the centrist right types uh, like Nigel Farage and, and people like that, where they're always like talking about, well, you know, they need to defend themselves because these maniacs in, in Gaza, they want to wipe them off the map. They don't think Israel is the right to exist. Uh, so it's brought up that question uh, to, to a lot of people because people are starting to look at the history of it and what's what's been happening there. And, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, do they have the right to exist? You know, it, it, you know what we think or I think, you know. Oh, I, I second that. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in, and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are 
are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. back folks beyond the official narrative here on republic broadcasting richard carey with paul edward stevenson and uh, we were maybe teasing a bit of this article i should maybe give a little more detail this was out of zero hedge just today israel offers substantial two-month gaza ceasefire for release of all hostages in a huge and surprising development Israel has made a substantial proposal for a new ceasefire deal that includes multiple phases at the end of which all remaining hostages held in Gaza would be released. The negotiations front has been quiet and considered to be a failure for the past couple months, leading to general pessimism that Israel had a new proposal in the works. At the same time, the Red Sea crisis and damage to global shipping through the vital transit waterway has reached a boiling point. Israeli officials have confirmed the deal on the table to Axios, which has involved Qatari and Egyptian mediators, but it's still too early to know whether Hamas will seriously contemplate it, given continued fierce ground fighting happening in the southern strip, focused particularly on the city of Khan Yunus. Yes, it's a rare, hopeful sign. Yet, it's a rare, hopeful sign. After weeks of regional escalation and worsening news, Axios writes in the breaking Monday report that, quote, while the proposal doesn't include an agreement to end the war, it is the longest period of ceasefire that Israel has offered Hamas since the start of the war, unquote. The proposal deal, the proposed deal, envisions a two-month-long pause in fighting. Presumably, the IDF would not retreat from their positions in northern Gaza, but would likely initiate some degree of pullback in the south. Aerial bombardment would cease, but it would also require Hamas and President is a Palestinian, rather, Islamic Jihad, PIJ, to halt their rocket launch in southern Israel. They're claiming over 130 hostages still remain in Gaza, though there are fears some could have already died or have been executed. Inside Israel, domestic pressure is growing on the Netanyahu government to strike a deal. Increasingly large and angry protests have been sustained, led by victims' families, who have demanded that Netanyahu gain captives' freedom at any cost, as Paul was telling us earlier. Of the some 250 people kidnapped on October 7th, there were 105 freed back in November as a result of Qatari-mediated negotiations. Of the rest which remained in captivity, the Israeli military has since said that 31 have died or been executed. Three of these were killed in a tragic friendly fire incident which outraged Israeli society. All of this has contributed pressure on the government to offer a serious proposal. 
Israeli officials have been cited as saying their outlook remains cautiously optimistic. Biden's envoy is in Egypt working with Qatar and other parties on hammering out the deal. And so they have some more, like, well, bullet points of the deal. Under the proposal, Israel and Hamas would agree in advance on how many Palestinian prisoners would be released for each Israeli hostage in each category. And then separate negotiations on the names of these prisoners would take place, the officials said. Another point, the Israeli officers said the proposal includes Israeli rede- well, Israel redeploying Israeli defense forces so that some would be moved out of main population centers in the enclave and allow a gradual return, a gradual return of Palestinian civilians to Gaza City and the northern Gaza Strip as the deal is being implemented. Well, and then another point, the Israeli officials said the proposal makes clear Israel would not agree to end the war and will not agree to release all 6,000 Palestinian prisoners from Israeli prisons. So the Israelis have yet to promise that will halt all military action. But targeting would likely become more focused and smaller in scale. In the, the November deal, which included a successful ceasefire that held for a week, hundreds of Palestinians were freed from Israeli prisons. So they're saying it wasn't extended. Well, a key reason, at least, for that is Israeli leaders accused Hamas of seeking a separate uh, to separate family members. Israel, Israel said separating of children from their mothers and in doing that, Hamas was seeking to inject last minute leverage. Uh, OK, so, you know, November ceasefire collapsed, wasn't renewed over disagreements regarding which, which hostage groups would be freed in follow up rounds. So, if, I, it, yeah, your thoughts, Paul. Well, I think ultimately it's uh, it's a nonsense. I, I largely I think it's a disingenuous attempt for a crafty little foxy little attempt for Netanyahu to relieve the pressure on him because if I understand that the way it is um, the the, uh, Hamas are not agreeing to that and then um, Netanyahu can try and shift shift the responsibility and the blame back to Hamas Uh, you know I mean does this suggest that they they're going okay so it says under the proposed deal Israel and Hamas would agree in advance on how many Palestinian prisoners would be released. It's possible for a two-month ceasefire that Hamas released some. But I, I was initially thinking that they were expecting all of those uh, hostages to be released. That's never going to happen. You well, can't yeah, no, they, I, I noticed that like further down, actually, they're saying that, you know, yeah, that would be a non-starter. They, they're saying even if Hamas is amenable to this new deal on the table, the two sides would have to agree on which hostages go free in specific phases. And <clears throat> Hamas is also likely to push for multiple thousands of Palestinians to be let free from the jails, if not all of them. Mm. And Tel Aviv has already said that is a non-starter. So, yeah, yeah, so, spot on. yeah. yeah they'll probably meet somewhere in the middle. You know, you're, you're probably going to see a situation where there's going to be maybe some sort of ceasefire maybe a dozen or a couple of dozen, you know, Israeli hostages get released in exchange for, you know, a thousand um, um, Palestinian prisoners. But, you know, Hamas, and rightly so, don't trust Israel. Um, So even if they do, I mean, I would would find it hard to believe that that Israel would honor a a two-month-long ceasefire, to be honest. But... um, there's probably some 
room in that for some sort of negotiation, but neither side is obviously going to give up. I, and and here's the thing. All this is doing is, is, del- is delaying the inevitable anyway, because at some point you're going to have these deals. So let's say for if you had a similar deal, and then after two months, say even as Israel honored it, and then after another couple of months, you know, they do the same again. Well, you could work this out mathematically. How long is this going to take? It might take two or three years to get these hostages released. But as soon as those hostages are all released, well, then it's back to business again. But I guess you could argue that in that time, maybe maybe something will have changed, but the, the, the actual original Zionist plan is not going to change. Um, they're, they're going to still want to keep doing what they're doing. They'll, they'll be selling it, you know, as this nightmare. We need our, our, you know, under the guise of security. They'll still want this Zionist plan. I, I think that this this needs to be resolved. Uh, the, you know, the, the two, you're back to that two-state solution again. This is all great and the hostages and the prisoners and stuff, but ultimately, whether it's one year or six months or three years, you're going to be back to square one with all this. And either Israel's going to, you know, carry out this full ethnic cleansing and this full Greater Israel plan, or they're going to be stopped by Hamas and Hezbollah and who else, who, who, who knows who else might come into this. Obviously, you've got the Houthis. Maybe the Iranians will come in, who knows. Um, and Israel won't exist. I, I just don't see, the, the two-state solution is nonsense. So it's either going to be Israel gets destroyed, it's like all or nothing here. Either the Palestinians get their land back uh, from a criminal state, which has a criminal beginnings, this is why we're back to does it of this 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 unchallenged assertion by many that Israel has the right to exist. Well, the Palestinians don't think so. They think they came in here because the British, you know, sold them our land, and these people come in here and reneged on every promise that they made, and have been stealing our land, murdering our people, and they're hell bent on getting rid of all of us. And the Hamas understand this, so. <clears throat> it's going to be worked out militarily, ultimately, I think. Um, and we'll see, because, you know, the other thing that's happening with all this, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's the whole thing is patently absurd that, the, that you have this Jewish nation there and appealing to this nonsense about there's some sort of divine mandate in there. No, there's not. And... Such a long period of time has passed from what these people are claiming is their land. 2,000 years. Think about that, Richard. You know, where you suddenly, hi, we're back. You know, 2,000 years later, a bunch of people with very suspect claims to be having any kind of genetic connection to the ancient Israelites, for God's sake. So once Why? they get all that Ashkenazi in them, I mean, they hardly have a right to the land anymore. Some no, yeah, the whole it. thing is absurd. And yeah. I, I think it needs to come to an end. Since it started, the whole Zionist project since it started has been nothing but a complete nightmare. It's completely destabilized that region. It's been an embarrassment for the, for the white European nations to have a handful of people who are bought and paid for by the Israeli lobby to be conducting this and bringing shame on ourselves. And also having our borders wrecked by the same people and having these wars displacing all these people and angry people come flooding into our country, for God's sake. 
Here's a uh, thought. After 2,000 years, it's not your land anymore. You no longer have a claim to it. <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly. You know? Come on. Yeah. As you, guys, as you guys say over there in America, go figure. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and, and I'm not talking about that state, you know, from not existing where it's a genocide against the Israeli people because there are some, you know, there are some good people in Israel. There's good people everywhere and there's scumbags everywhere. And, you know, th those people were living very happily in Holland or in Germany or in New York or wherever, and they still are. It's not like, if, you know, the, the, the Bible says all the Jews will be returned to that land. Well, I, well there, there's a lot of Jews out there living today who don't live in Israel, and there's a lot of Jews who've been living in Israel in the last three months who've said, to hell with us. I mean, if you're in the north of Israel, you, you've actually been evacuated by your government. You know, a lot of other people are saying, we thought we were secure here. What the hell are we doing here? You know, we had a good life in, in Europe, you know. These claims of, oh, okay, well, this is a state we were was created for because of the Holocaust. Okay, well, since the Holocaust, even if you say that everything that happened that is about the Holocaust through, oh, six million of you died. Well, okay, well, ever since the Holocaust, you haven't had it so good. So would you rather live in, in Europe or in New York or wherever, or would you rather live there? And a lot of them are deciding right now, you know what, I've had enough of this place. You know, it's a very small place, it's a small population, and it's got a small you know, economy when it comes to it. And they're, they're causing too many problems for everybody. So like when Larry Johnson talks about it being dismantled, you know, if, if it does come to it where, you know, they are getting battered militarily and the people are flooding out of there anyway, well, it's going to end up just having its own natural end where they don't have the Jews to populate it because it's been a false construct from the start. And it doesn't matter how much you want to, you know, drink poison. Your body's going to vomit that up. And that whole project of Zionism is so unnatural and it's so against the natural order of things. It, it's had to be forced. And, 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 and it's, it, it only can work if you're constantly murdering people. You know, so it, it, it's like the, the earth itself is rejecting the whole notion of it, you know. And again, I mean. After having that long trek, this Kazarian trek, uh, getting the Ashkenazi uh, element in them, I mean, why even still cling to this to this Jewish cult? I mean, you know, Judaism in itself, really, though, is is detrimental. Zionism is is even worse. Of course, it's compounded. But yeah, I'm just saying that. I mean, they they, they are no longer the chosen people, uh, according to. Well, of course, they deny uh, the... Uh, Even in the Old they Testament, deny, they weren't the chosen people. I mean, that whole chosen people thing is a pile of nonsense. It's just so so much ignorance around, you know, biblical theology, you know? Uh, it, well, it's never incredible. Have had, but, well, I mean, this whole thing with the, uh, the settlement uh, in the first place, uh, it was, uh, you know, a Rothschild invention, you know, to, to establish the settlement in Palestine. It never really should have happened. And as far as what you have for a future, from the Nile to the Euphrates, I mean, that cuts into a little corner of Iran, um, certainly takes yeah. out a lot of other people's uh, countries completely. <clears throat> and it's interesting, constant expansionism to, to be able to survive, both necessary for our crony capitalist uh, monetary system, as well as for the, uh, you know, the cult-like uh, 
spiritual state of Israel. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at somewhere like Ireland, for example, you know, uh, and plenty of other places around the world. You know, nations are formed through great struggles and time, centuries, before, you know, usually they get established and they find some sort of equilibrium. Israel wants to go in there in, in the space of less than 100 years and what take over essentially, like you said, you know, this whole greater Israel plan. This, you can't just force this by, by your monetary, you know, power and might. And, and murdering people en masse like that. You know, there's going to be pushback. And this is what Israel needs to stand. If you put a plant on the ground, well, it needs time to take root. And if it gets plucked up before it takes root, well, you know, or if the, if the soil rejects it and it dies, well, that's just the way it is. It wasn't meant to be. So you can't, it's, it's such an unnatural construct. You can't just force that. And I, I expect that unless Israel really humble themselves, that, that's where they are now, they're not going to exist for, for the reasons I outlined. It'll, it'll end up just being dismantled and a failed project with just nothing but misery in its wake, you know? Well, we have the final break uh, coming at us. We're going to have some, uh, well, additional uh, contributors uh, joining for the second hour. And I want to remind people to support the station here uh, this is the well the time now we just had what a biannual two thousand dollar additional bill i mean we're really hurting right now at the station uh, please folks if you could go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on that donate page uh, check out uh, the different available options uh, you know we could really use the support right now again there's that confederate one-of-a-kind quilt that is being raffled off for $250 or more. You want to have your name in the drawing for that one. We will be right back, folks. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. 
First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. back folks beyond the official narrative here at republic broadcasting and again that's a uh, it's going to be a custom made uh confederate battle flag slash saint andrew's cross uh quilt for uh, uh, the lucky winner a 250 dollars uh, in donation uh, gets you in the fishbowl to possibly win that at the end of january now, I just want to stress again, you know, with this deal, uh, bullet point two of three I mentioned, the Israeli officers said the proposal includes Israel redeploying Israeli defense forces so that some would be moved out of main population centers in the enclave and allow the gradual return of Palestinian civilians to Gaza City and the northern Gaza Strip as the deal is being implemented. Now, Paul, both you and I <laughs> stated at the, you know, before we even read that, that we really don't think there's any chance, you know, that that alone is uh, a reason why it's a non-starter. Uh, you know, and again, I mean, they expect that Palestinians might, might want them all uh, to be released. Uh, and it's already been specifically stated, the Israeli officials, point three, the Israeli officials stated the, the proposal makes clear Israel will not agree to end the war and will not agree to release all 6,000 Palestinian prisoners from Israeli prisons. Just the last bit of the article at the time in this uh, segment. We have hour two, and we're going to have some panelists joining us, so stick around, folks. 
But Gaza's health ministry has meanwhile said the Gaza death toll has surpassed 25,000 and is made up of mostly civilians. 50%, remember, are under 18 uh, of the population. For this reason, Israel finds itself under increasing scrutiny and isolation from the international community. But the U.S. and U.K. have stuck firmly by its side and are even stepping up intelligence assistance and surveillance drone fights, flights rather, over the Strip. If the brakes don't get applied to the Gaza war anytime soon, the ongoing regional spillover could explode into a huge regional conflagration with unforeseen consequences. If there actually was if there actually were this two-month pause, this could mean a good chance for a lasting peace. However, Netanyahu shows no signs of backing down from his ultimate war aim of completely eradicating Hamas, regardless of a substantive and far-reaching offer of a deal. In and of itself, helps him politically at this tense moment. At this point, it's entirely unclear how many battlefield losses Hamas has suffered, but it's likely in the thousands Yet, by all accounts, the jihadist militant group remains intact and is effectively using the vast Gaza tunnel network in guerrilla and insurgent operations. So, well, yeah, we're at the end of the hour. Uh, Well, stick around, folks, for hour two. We have Mr. Stevenson, and we're going to have some additional uh, participants. Should be interesting. So we'll be right back. And please support republicbroadcasting.org. beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shiloji hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shiloji Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shiloji as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shiloji by other names. Shilojit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shiloji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shiloji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. 